Sean Ima, 9 till 11. News Talk 550 KTSA and FM 1071. Okay, first and foremost, I didn't see the game last night. News Talk 550 KTSA FM 1071. Sean. Well, I'm just putting it out there at the very beginning. I didn't see the game last night. I don't follow football. I know this is sacrilege uh, here in the state of Texas, but no, I didn't see the I didn't see the game. I saw all the posts. I, I knew the game was going on. I actually was in bed at 7 o'clock reading the Bible, okay, with a highlighter pen. So I didn't see the game. But the Cowboys won, right? Yes? And James won 50 bucks. 210-599-5555. Uh, let's see. Well, a couple of things here right off the bat. Um, yeah, the White House is still continuing to maintain that uh, – they, there's no logs kept of the visitors at the house in Wilmington because that's the president's personal residence. We don't, we don't follow, but it's different. He's got to have his privacy. So we don't keep a log. And I don't know what the hell they're talking about that Donald Trump uh, got rid of visitor, visitor logs. I don't know where the hell that's coming from. I, th- I suspect that's an outright lie. But uh, this 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 crap that what the Secret Service people just come willy nilly. You know, I've, I've waited years to be able to say the words willy nilly on the air, and finally I can. This is my big day. This is my opportunity. You tell me the Secret Service doesn't care who people come and go willy nilly uh, at the Wilmington residence. They don't keep track of that. Come on, man. Come on. And uh, and that way, why has the Rehoboth Beach property been searched? You know, I, I heard a lot of people bringing that up. Uh, Jamie Markley brought that up yesterday. Markley Van Camp and Robbins, several several folks brought that up uh, in the media yesterday. Why why haven't they gone through? If if there's some classified, doc- I mean, we, we've already watched right how they try to claim. Well, this is it. This is all we have. And they found some more on Saturday. Well, no, that's how much. That's all we have. Uh, you're telling me there's none of there's no uh, top secret documents in Rehoboth Beach. So I, I I'm I'm still and then we'll talk about Joe's bizarre behavior yesterday. <laughs> uh, here in a few minutes, but I I don't I really don't know what's at play here. I, I don't know if uh, somebody is leaking information about these documents with the intent of running Joe Biden off the campaign trail uh, in the lead-up to 2024, or if Joe Biden is just so stinking corrupt, he he, he kept documents uh, from when he was vice president that either implicated him, I don't know, implicated his son, or uh, showed some kind of uh, documentation of uh, weird shenanigans behind the scenes with China and Ukraine. I, I don't know. All I know is that by by being in possession of these documents, he's guilty of a crime, which Trump was not. And uh, is there a double standard? You're damn right there's a double standard. Are there two sets of justice, uh, depending on uh, whether you're a member of the swamp or not? You're damn right there is. Of course, it's it's painfully obvious. Uh, if 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 there weren't... As we've now come to call it a two-tiered uh, system of, of justice in this country, Hillary Clinton would be in a jail cell right now. 
Sorry, I didn't mean to get all whispery and Joe Biden-y on you. She, no, really, not a joke. It's not a secret. She'd be in jail right now. <sighs> you use Breck, don't you? Um, so yesterday, Biden's uh, at the uh, Martin Luther King Jr. breakfast in D.C. <laughs> this is... You know, supposed to uh, uh, you're supposed to be there to commemorate and celebrate the life and teachings of MLK of Martin Luther King Jr. It's his birthday. Uh, that's what it's supposed to be about. And uh, we, let's go ahead and just roll the audio there, James. This is what he actually talked about. I'm going to get assault weapons banned. I did it once. I'm going to do it again. There's no social redeeming value. Deer aren't wearing Kevlar vests out there. What the hell you need a assault? No, oh, I'm serious. God. Ban the number of bullets and go in a magazine. There's no, no need Ooh. for any of that. I love my right-wing friends who talk about the tree of liberty is water with the blood of patriots. Give me a, if you need to work about taking on the federal government, you need some F-15s. You don't need an AR-15. <laughs> I'm serious. Think about it. Right, we are. Think Joe. about the rationale for this. We, we are, sir. We we are. Let's just quote that last line there verbatim. If you need to work about taking on the federal government, no, he's all there, right? If you need to work about taking on the federal government, you need some F-15s. So first and foremost, wow, wildly inappropriate given the venue he was in. Uh, and, uh, you know, uh, beyond that, uh, first he needs some new writers. I think uh, we can all agree, uh, whoever is writing his crap needs to change up the metaphors every now and again. You know, I mean, uh, this is the, I don't know, third or fourth time we've heard the thing with the Kev- deer wearing the Kevlar vests. He's one of those guys that says the same joke over and over and over again. And he doesn't realize he says the same joke over and over again, and he can't understand why people are just laughing their asses off. Well, because we've heard it 19 times. This is also, by my count, the second time he's threatened the American people with F-15s. So, in other words, and he, his right-wing friends he's talking about, his white, white, right-wing friends, well, maybe we should just change it to white-wing friends at this point. Because if you are right-wing, you're instantly a racist, even if you're black. Uh, you know, if you, uh, you get a little, you, you think uh, you, you want to take on the federal government, you know, I can, I, I can send some F-15s your way. He's threatening the American people. And, wow, I get, it gets repetitive to have to say this, because most of you already understand this by virtue of the fact that you're listening to this show. The Second Second Amendment protects your right to own whatever kind of freaking gun you want. He has said in the past that the Second Amendment does not allow for the kinds of weapons and the kinds of ammo that you wish to own uh, cannot be dictated to you by the government. That's a lie. It's a flat-out freaking lie. It says nothing to that effect in the Second Second Amendment. But when you want to take over the United States of America and turn it into a fascist s-hole, 
Uh, you you don't want people thinking too hard about the Second Amendment. And and the the left have been trying to recalibrate, if you will, and redefine the Second Amendment for a long, long time. Barack O'Biden, uh, Barack O'Biden. Wow, Freudian. Well, maybe they're, they're all the same people. Barack O'Biden. Uh, Barack Obama uh, was famous for saying, "Hey, Second Amendment's great if you're you're a collector of guns." You're a sportsman. But, you know, it doesn't say anything in there about you. You know, we can't tell you what kind of guns. Yes, the the whole point is if the government can tell you what kind of a gun you can own and how many bullets you can own, then the government can do what? The government can always outgun you. That's the point. Shall not be infringed upon. We talked about that on Where and Rima. That's the point. They can't tell you. It's like the guy who wants to rob your house uh, instructing you on whether or not you can have a gun and what kind of gun you can have. And I know a lot of people on the left, you know, when you start talking about this stuff, they just roll their eyes. Oh, here we go with the conspiracy stuff. And oh, you're going to have to start forming militias. And oh, you're going to have to, they want to fight the government. When they're the government, they love the government. Have you ever noticed that? When the left are in charge, at least they feel they're in charge, then man, you don't question the government. You don't suggest that anybody would have to ever, ever uh, you know, raise arms against the government. You, you insurrectionist terrorist. When they're not the man, they hate the man. When they are the man, you don't question the man. Or we'll send some F-15s to blow your ass up. We'll grease you. Uh, and again, all this at the Martin Luther King Jr. breakfast. Uh, in D.C., which very obviously was a happy affair. It was, uh, <laughs> you know, whoop, just dropped my ring. Sorry. See, I am losing weight uh, eating the plant crap. See, my ring just fell off. Did you hear that? I make it on the air? My ring falling off? Uh, 210-599-5555. John, how you doing? Hello, Flacco. <laughs> Flacco. Say. <laughs> <laughs> You're taking a lot of grief about this football, but I was on my way to watch some uh, Cowboys yesterday, and this uh, station out of Austin shows movies, and I was channel surfing, and Tora, Tora, Tora was on. Oh, what a great old war flick. Charlton Heston, right? Yeah, but it's got a connection to documents. It's big on Intel, and what was Japan doing? And right. These guys are carrying these leather briefcases around full of the of uh, secret excuse me, documents. So, you know, that's the history of the secret documents, and it just uh, just stuck with me, and I didn't right. watch Cowboys. <laughs> I, I don't know why anybody watches. i got to run, man. I appreciate the I don't know why anybody watches the, the Cowboys. I was wrong. Tora, Tora, Tora was not Charlton Heston. Jason Robards, Martin Balsam, James Whitmer, Whitmore. I got my movie screwed up. San Antonio's News, Traffic, and Weather Station. News Talk 550 KTSA and FM 1071. And we're back. News Talk 550 KTSA FM 1071. I'm Sean. Hi. How are you? Phone lines are open. 210-599-5555. Um, well, fr- from the world of, of pop culture, uh, a couple of things. First off, uh, a new show premiered last night 
on HBO. We, we've we've discovered that of the 900 freaking channels that we have available to us, we only watch about three of them, and so we dramatically reduce the the amount of channels that is afforded that we have that we can watch. So we just got rid of all the stuff that we just absolutely don't watch. Uh, we got rid of all the cable channels except for HBO, and uh, on HBO last night, or one of the HBO services, a new series premiered called Last of Us. And we sat down as a family unit uh, thinking, well, maybe this is a show that we can all get into watching or whatever. We binge-watched shows before. I think the last one we watched together, uh, all of us as a family, was Mandalorian or The Mandalorian or whatever the hell it's called. That was a good show. Um, within the first few minutes of this show, maybe you're, you've reached this point of saturation too. Okay. First off, it's about zombies, about people eating people. And I, I, I'm, I'm just kind of fed up. Sorry with people eating people. I'm my daughter, my daughter, when she was in town, took me to a depressing ass cannibal movie, uh, called down to the bones or something like that, which is just depressing as snot. It was people eating each other. Right. You've had enough of this. Well, I, I'm zombied out. I'm cannibaled out. My my nephew and I watched another movie uh, that involved people eating each other. We watched The Walking Dead for many years. Left a bad taste in your mouth. It did leave a bad taste in my mouth. And I'm just, I'm done with people eating people. I'm just, I, I'm kind of burnt out on that. And you know what? As far as the dystopian thing that the world is coming to an end, I'm kind of done with done with that in my, in my media consumption as well. well. I'm sick of the world ending, okay? Isn't that what they're turning out? Is the same stuff? It's the same Hollywood stuff. or Netflix or Hulu or whatever. It's, it's the a, same premise. It's a lot of the same crap. I'm like, oh, another end of the world zombie uh, TV show. Oh boy, you know. And I, I, and I, I, and I even said out loud at one point, I'm like, this show is depressing as blank. And I used the f bomb. I did right because I, I think you know what it is. I, and this is where I, it's not that I've gotten that I like watching the Hallmark movies, but I've gotten used to watching the Hallmark movies, in a sense, because watching depressing end of the world society collapses crap, I just can't handle it anymore. And I, I think a lot of it is because things are so depressing in real life. Do you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. That watching you know the on the TV the freaking world coming to an end, it's just like it's a little too much. I, I no. You know, uh, please put put the Hallmark Channel back on. That's fine. I I, I don't watch a lot of TV. I, I'm kind of burnt out on TV in general. I, I used to watch a lot of TV, and I just don't anymore. anymore. But There's, do you think that you know this is the the way that filmmakers have operated in the last twenty years or so? Is you have to feel one extreme to the other when you leave? I guess. Yeah. yeah there was a time where you left, and it was up to you how you felt when you walked yeah, out of you the movie. In a sense, you know? yeah, you were left but to have now, your own impressions. Now they lead you by the hand and say, "You're going to feel like a giant sack of crap when this is done." Yeah. Bingo. And I'm tired of feeling like a sack of crap when I watch something on TV. I'm, I just, I got no appetite anymore. In a sense, for like oh, hardcore violence, I'm not into watching anymore. Yeah. End of the world stuff. I've kind of had my fill. And I tell you what, and I and I actually had this thought last night that, well, you you look at we were Trey and I were talking about this thing that happened last was it Wednesday or Thursday where the, all the flights had to be ca- you know canceled and and landed and uh, you know we still don't know exactly what went on there. Mm-hmm. And in my mind, in, in the, the economy and the migrant crisis, you know, in my mind, COVID, 
in my mind, I'm like, oh, my God, we're so close to that already. <laughs> we're so freaking close to this dystopian wasteland, you know, where everything, society crumbles and, you know, we, people are pitted against each other to survive. Why the hell would I want to watch that on TV, man? I want to see Robert Downey Jr. fly. Okay, that's what I when I watch a movie, that's what I want to see. Well, you're forgetting the big TV show that's debuting tonight. What? What? Night Court comes back. Now that's interesting. I was going to talk about that. Dan Fielding, one of my idols. I, I have, I have mixed feelings. I might watch it because you're right. They're bringing back Night Court now. Obviously, Marky Post and uh, Harry. Harry, I'm trying to think of his name. Dan Anderson. Harry Anderson are not with us anymore, so they can't be on the show. Uh, they're bringing uh, back John Larroquette. Yes. And the judge is uh, Harry Stone's daughter. Yes, Melissa is the Roush premise. from uh, Big Bang Theory. Oh, is that who it is? Yep. Now, I might check. I love Night Court. I thought Night Court was great. It's going it to so be quirky good. And it's weird. It's going to be good. It was that was I something hope so. I I'm Unless looking forward to. Unless the it. world ends and like uh, you know Arthur Fielding starts chewing on people and you know and then you know then I got to turn it off. <laughs> Night Court, the final end, the final right. series, you know, I was like But Night Court was a funny show. I also I, I'm not a big right. sitcom guy. But, but it was I, just quirky enough to work. It did. It was very you know, funny in that regard. I mean, any show very that, simple premise. Any show that has Mel Torme as a guest all the time. <laughs> yeah. That's spot on. So yeah, I may, any I may show check that, that Marky out. Post on it on a regular Ooh, basis. Ooh, Marky. God, I was so in love with her. Who wasn't? She's beautiful. I know it's not it's not good to talk horny of the dead, but I I, I just I <laughs> or normal. <laughs> I, I was just I loved her. God, I loved her. I loved her. Okay, um, 210-599, so Night Court comes back tonight. Maybe that'll be a happier watch than Last of Us. Uh, 210-599, people calling on this. Do I take a, do I wrap it up or take a, take a call? Uh, let's go with Sam. Sam, how you doing? You have finally seen the sight. The, finally seen the light, my young Padawan. <laughs> You're tired and bored of doom and gloom and people in each other and you'd rather wait to the very end of a two-hour flick and watch the guy and the girl finally find each other in love and kiss each other instead of watching porn like i but porn you know, <laughs> it's, you, that's what my excuse is you want me to watch porn or you want me to watch this oh no no you can watch well the hallmark channel is cool every movie has a stinking happy ending and people don't eat each other and the world doesn't come so to an end and it's not dystopian like US Christmas after the apocalypse tonight on the Hallmark Channel. Right, I gotta go, man. Two one zero five nine nine fifty five fifty five. Anywhere, anytime, anytime. And it's just wherever you need it, you can just go online and get it. Get the Sean Ryman Show wherever you get your favorite podcasts. Yeah, man. News Talk five fifty KTSA FM one zero seven one. I'm Sean. Hi. What they're uh, now thinking about doing at a Pittsburgh Children's Hospital coming up next. But first, Derek has been on hold forever. Derek, how are you? Hey. Hey. Hi, I'm glad you're reading the Bible, but you got to understand that 93% of it was too foreign about Israel. So read uh, Romans. It says there's none righteous. No. I just finished Romans. Right I just finished Romans a few days ago. I, yeah. Great. I, I love it, man. I love it. But, uh, read the <laughs> well, King- I've, I've, I've done it. I, this is the third time through. For me, I first read it all the way through. I read the Jerusalem Bible all the way through in my 30s. 
And then I did the one-year Bible thing in my 40s. And now I'm, uh, I started with the gospel, the four gospels. Now I'm doing the uh, English Standard Version, and I'm, I'm making my way through the, the New Testament. So I just finished Ephesians or Galatians last night. I'm not sure which one. The ESV is a fake Bible. Throw it away. It's a Use fake King Bible. James. Absolutely. The King James is my least favorite translation of That's the Bible. Why, because the reason you hate it is because it's the Word of God. No, Come the on, reason I hate God. it is because it's in the King's English, and people don't say thee and thine, and it's, hey, uh, it's annoying. I know that. I understand. Well, do you think Jesus walked around Superman. saying thee and thine? <laughs> no. No, man, there's a reason for the these and the thous. That is pretty smart. smart well, why, is, why, is it, why is there a reason for the these and the thous? Because it's the only way. Uh, God, God wrote it that way on purpose. And he knew, why? He knew we were going to we complain about it. So why would God want us to complain about his word? There's a, there's a pamphlet that I, it would take me too long to explain it, but there's a guy in Alabama that wrote a pamphlet, the these and the thous and the King James. There's so many people that get rid of the King James because of the these and the thous, and I was one of them. And then I so why realize, why not just read another translation? What's wrong with that? The King James is the Word of God, and if I well, why is the King time, James the Word of God, and all these other translations aren't? Because Satan is is out there; he's very active. And you realize you haven't said you want, anything that makes sense so far. Two hundred thirty-two fake versions. He's not the author of confusion. So why do you think the King King James is the version? Because it shows you dispensational truth. It shows you the difference between Israel's gospel and the gospel of grace that we have today. Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John was too foreign about Israel. It had I, nothing to do with you. I, 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 Matthew, Mark, with Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John had nothing to do with what? With you as a Gentile. Are you serious? Matthew 15, I'm not coming to Washington. Well, I know Paul Israel. went out and started talking smack to the Gentiles, but you can't tell me that the underlying, the, the basic teachings of the gospel aren't there for everyone. It's all good, but it isn't. It shows you that you couldn't keep the law. You when somebody comes and smacks I, you, you have you, you are making no sense whatsoever. You still you haven't. You still haven't explained to me how the thous and the thines are are somehow that that indicates it's actually God's word, even though that was indicative of the time in which it was written. Oh, listen, I understand exactly what you're saying. It makes a lot of sense. Well, I don't understand anything you're saying. Well, you're saved by grace and by blood. You see, you put down the blood. Thing. Now, the blood has nothing to do with it. I didn't, when did I say being, that? You said if you're a decent human being, you're not to worry about going to hell. But there ain't no I, decent I, human being. All right. Okay. Well, That's we all suck. Me. Okay. All right. I got to go. Yeah. Sorry. Sorry. Um, we all suck, and it's all, you know, unless you're reading the King James Version, you're going to hell. 210-599. This is thine Sean showeth. And uh, we'll be right back uh, on News Talk 550 KTSA. At the top of the hour, we'll keep on top of the news. Better understand what's going on. And that's really what's happening here. On News Talk 550 KTSA and FM 1071. And we're back. News Talk 550 KTSA, FM 1071. I'm Sean High. We're suddenly having an argument over Bible translations on the air. And let me try to relate this to to where we are in the world right now. And, and you know, because I, I, I don't know how you are, but uh, for me... I'm trying to re-embrace my faith, which has been a journey I began last year in the hospital. I'm still on that journey because with the way things are going in the world, it is. I'm just. It's. I would assume this is true of a lot of you. It's very easy to get depressed. It's very easy to let it get get you down. And I think Trey and I both uh, agree uh, that what is necessary in our country, if no place else, uh, is what I call a spiritual renaissance uh, 
in that people need to rediscover their Christian faith. I believe Christian faith. That's I, I, I use Christian faith also because that's me. That's who I am. And one of the ways I've been doing that is reinvesting myself and studying Scripture and, and the like. And, and I do use uh, an English Standard Version. This is the newest version I've, I've worked with. Uh, my favorite for many years was the Jerusalem Bible, which, based upon my research, uh, told me it was as close as you're going to get to the original intent uh, of the original folks who originally wrote the Bible, or, or shall we say, put it down on paper. God wrote it, yes. And I believe God is all things to all people. So you know what? If the King James Version works for you, then you rock and roll the King James Version. If the King James Version speaks to you and God speaks to you through the King James Version, then, man, that's the one you ought to stick with. The EVS I began reading, uh, or ESV, I'm sorry, I began reading when I was in the hospital, and I started with the four Gospels, and I just liked the translation. It's more about the intent Taking the words that were of the era combined with the, with the Hebrew era, the Latin era, then into Greek and finally into English with Mr. Tyndale. And then about 100 years after that, uh, uh, the version that bears the King, you know, King James's name in 1600-something. And the King James Version took on a lot of prominence uh, at the turn of the last century with uh, the the... Uh, spiritual renovate, uh, uh, or, or I guess that I, I guess you can call it a spiritual renaissance of that day, where, where a lot of the, uh, the 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 American Christian Church really came into being, and predominantly the evangelical is where you got a lot of the tent revivals in the 30s and 40s and 50s. Billy Graham came out of that movement, and the King James version is the version of that movement. It's also the version that most Catholics use. I just believe that God created the universe so God probably could speak to us through several different translations if he wanted to. (laughs) God could probably get the message. In other words, I believe that when you read Scripture, it's a personal conversation with God. I I do believe Jesus is the, the Word made flesh. Jesus is the Bible, in a sense. And I believe Scripture talks to you when you need Scripture to talk to you. And, and God does that with however translation you got in your hands. Because you know what? If God made the universe, then he put that translation in your hands. And you want to get Apostle Paul on me. Apostle Paul argued throughout most of the letters that I'm re- rereading right now. Hey, stop stop arguing with each other. <laughs> Don't get into it with each other. Stop. Jews, Gentiles, hey, we're all Christians. We're all part of this thing, the way, the church. So, yeah, I, it doesn't matter to me what translation you use. I don't make judgments on what translation of the Bible people work with. That's up to you. All right? I just can't do King James anymore. I just can't do it. I, I've read that my whole life off and on, and uh, I, I grew up uh, in many different uh, uh, churches. Uh, I, I predominantly was a Methodist for many years. I was confirmed a Methodist. I was baptized a Lutheran. My entire family is Lutheran. Uh, I've been an evangelical or attended an evangelical church. I've attended a, a, an Episcopalian church for many years. My daughter was baptized in an Episcopalian church. I was Hindu for a little while in the early 90s. <laughs> Do I, does anyone get to heaven quicker based on what version of the Bible uh, they read? No. 
Oh, okay. All right. <laughs> I just... don't believe so, no. And is there a version that says treat people crappy? Uh, well, there are place, parts in any Bible that you can find where it says treat people crappy, and just not in the four Gospels. Well, that's not <laughs> nice. You shouldn't do that. Right, I concur. Uh, but, you know, the, the, we, we're at a place in, in, in history, and I, I don't want to turn this into Reverend Sean's Hour of Power here, but we're in a place in history where it, the faith part is the important part. Uh, we talk about this a lot on Where and Rima Trace, certainly talks a lot about it on his show, uh, that there there is a war against Christianity in this country and around the world. Christians right now are being decimated in various countries in the Middle East. Uh, there is certainly a cultural and political war against the church in this country, and actually a physical war because churches, along with uh, pregnancy centers, are being firebombed on a routine basis, and your government is not doing a damn thing to investigate it. So read a Bible. <laughs> if you're reading... A Bible, the Bible, I think you're doing better than people who are not. Because I tell you what, we're, we're coming up on a time, I believe, and I, I, you know I don't spend a lot of time thinking about end times theology and stuff like that. Trey and I talk a lot about that. Uh, I'm more concerned with the guy looking back at me in the mirror and what he's doing right and wrong. I, end of the world, I don't know. Uh, but I do feel like a time is coming in America where you're going to have to know which team you're playing for, <laughs> you know, and there may come, and there already have been stories that we've dealt with where in a sense in the woke culture, people have had to make decisions. Do I stick with God or do I stick with society? And a lot of people who have chosen God have lost their jobs whose lives have been screwed up. So you know what? You got the Living Bible. You got the King James Bible. You got the Jerusalem Bible. You got, uh, you know, uh, I read the English Standard Version Bible. Read a Bible. (laughs) Do some praying. Listen to some decent gospel music. I'm telling you, I'm going to get racial on you real quick. This is how I get a shot of Jesus. I play me some black gospel. That's exactly what I do, man. Well, this is the big hit <laughs> from Shirley Bell and the Fellowship Choir. Lord, you sure been good to me. Yeah, he has. He been good to me. Get my ass alive. So read a Bible, man. You'll be all right. And listen to this kind of music. I love gospel music, man. I go to Converse. I haven't been there. I used to go to the uh, oh Maranatha Church. Uh, prior to the pandemic. Probably one of the best gospel bands you will ever hear anywhere is in Converse, Texas at the Maranatha Bible Church. I had a radio shift in college, and the guy that followed me, uh, or that I followed, is Kiev Tatum. Mm -hmm. And Kiev played gospel music at KTSW in San Marcos. I learned more about gospel music from Kiev, and he turned me on, and I would just listen to it all the time. I love gospel music, man. Lights me up, man. It's a joyful noise. So chill out, man, the rest of it. Just chill out. <laughs> chill out and check out some cool music. It's Sean on News Talk 550 KTSA. Sean Rima, 9 till 11.
News Talk 550 KTSA and FM 1071. Have we all lost our minds? Oh, I'm sorry. Uh, News Talk 550 KTSA FM 1071. I'm Sean. Hi. How are you? Well, we haven't done any tranny news today, so uh, we let's jump right into it, shall we? Uh, I, I didn't know about this story till I heard uh, my man Trey Ware talking about it this morning on the 550 KTSA Morning News. And I didn't know really how to respond, if I should be horrified or... Well, yeah, I couldn't see that one coming. <laughs> we have a, a children's hospital in Pittsburgh. A children's hospital. And at the uh, at a, a the University of Pittsburgh Children's Hospital, let's see, a a person from that hospital, Allison Simpson. She uh, works in the hospital's pediatric gender and sexual development program, and she gives a a a, a presentation presentation. Uh, for the hospital called Fertility in the LGDP, whatever the hell it is, community. I, I can't keep up with all the freaking letters. I'm sorry. You're either gay or straight. There, I said it. Uh, she did this last May, but it's gone viral this week. Uh, and it's it, she talks about, now brace yourself, <coughs> uterine transplants for transgender patients. In other words... If you're a dude who is living like a woman, but you would like a uterus, a woman who is living like a man who doesn't need her uterus or her vagina anymore, they're talking about how you would go about donating, you know what I mean, your your parts to some other trans dude. Uterine transplants for transgender patients. Because right now, uh, they they when they do the snip-snip there, they... they Utilize cadaver parts, I, I guess. When when a man transitions to a woman, and I've, I, we brought this up again on Wearing Rhyme, it's a fun show, and I've known about this for a while. You know, they basically, uh, on a dude, they do a slice and dice, sorry. And they make it look like, well, you know. Uh, she's talking about how a woman who is living as a man doesn't need uh, her parts anymore. So they're looking at, and this was based on a study out of uh, 2018 uh, of uterine transplants about how to encourage women who want to live as men to donate their parts to dudes who want to live as women. Uh, (laughs) Really? Like, I'm serious. And, you know, these these are serious people with college degrees. And uh, I, I guess the 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 idea is is that then men who are living as women get more uh, of an actual sense of I guess what it's like to be a a woman. And I you know I, I it, there's a lot of things I don't understand about this movement. It's not just about this idea of vaginal transplants because that's what they're, they're talking about. Because she says, uh, research shows a, major- a majority of trans women, these are dudes living as women, quote, would choose to have female physiological experiences such as menstruation and pregnancy. 
Again, with the aid of a starry, quote, vaginal transplant and a and, and uterine transplant. Okay, you're mutilating people. We're already mutilating young people uh, with, with this, uh, having their breasts removed when they're teenagers. Uh, the ease at this point with which you are able to procure a sex change operation, a process that used to take a number of years, and there was a reason for that. I'm just, this is, is, is we're now into the, this is sick stage. I mean, it, it's kind of been that way anyway with all the drag queen shows and the trans stuff with kids. This is a medical professional. And, and I'm, I, I'm, I'm starting to think, you know, I want to know. I want to know why, why this has become so streamlined and so many people are signing on for the. These are medical professionals. What are you thinking? What are you doing? When you agree to do this stuff to young people. One story, or, 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 or what are the kinds of stories that you're not going to hear a lot about? Now, Fox will publish some of these on occasion. I, I suspect, I don't know, that there are, there are websites probably devoted to this stuff. But one thing we're seeing, because the, the, the trans obsession has been going on long enough now, that we're seeing people who are in their mid to late 20s who did this stuff and are now regretful of it. And they're trying to warn young people against these kinds of treatments and these kinds of surgeries. Because it's irreversible, man. Not to mention you you end up having to take pharmacological drugs, pharmacological products for the rest of your life. And people who have done this and who are encouraged to do this when they were young and who now regret that choice are trying to get their voices heard. They're trying to tell people, don't do this. And one of the things you're also, if you read a lot of these stories, there's always one factor about all of these stories, whether it's a, a, a young man who transitioned into being a woman and then went back or vice versa, is that they were all really, really young when it happened, and they're all asking, why weren't there medical professionals telling me not to do this? Why weren't there people out there saying, no, you know what, no. Let's deal with this when you're older. Let's uh, let's look at other issues you may have going on. Okay, I mean, they're actually talking now about living donors for genitalia. <laughs> Not to be graphic, but that's what we're talking about here. And I also have a, a slightly new perspective on medical stuff. Uh, I got a I got a operation coming up here in about three and a half weeks for a hernia that was kind of the result of the last surgery I had. And I, I, I tell you what, first off, my rule is I don't go into the knife unless it's absolutely necessary. People who uh, bring surgical procedures into their lives who do not need them, I, I, I don't understand it. I, I, I'm even pretty anti-plastic surgery at this point, unless you've had an accident or unless you're a, a breast cancer survivor or what have you. Unless you have to get surgery, don't get surgery. And it's just, it's becoming somewhat shocking to me at this point how how easily and streamlined the process has become from going uh, from a person who says, you know, maybe I'm a girl instead of a boy to let's, you know, putting you under and doing the operation. Again, that used to take years and years and years and years. 
So uh, just another, just one more bit of sickness uh, that we're that we're dealing with. And again, these are largely medical professionals, which is mind-boggling to me. Do I think this is child abuse? Yes, I do. Do I think talking to people who are not grown-ass adults uh, and very often are little, little kids uh, about transgendered issues and sex stuff, do I think that's child abuse? You're damn right I do. And that goes to the that has to do with the books that are in the damn libraries, the damn drag shows that they're obsessed with, and and talking to little kids and pre-adolescents who are at the most vulnerable time of their lives as far as their 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 self-view, their self-image, and you're convincing them they're the other gender. It's got to stop, man. I'm beyond even giving a crap about trans issues at this point for grown-ass adults. I used to be pretty pretty open-minded and pretty supportive of people, and I still am. I don't give a crap how you want to live if you're a grown-ass adult. But this obsession with the kids has got to stop. You are screwing people up for their entire freaking lives. Uh, Let's go to Alex. Uh, Alex, how you doing? Hi, good morning. I'm doing fine. I'm doing really good. I have one big question about this diaper president we have. <laughs> I witnessed an FBI raid here in San Antonio years ago in the Dominion. You confiscate everything. If you want that old man to talk, you confiscate that Corvette, too. All right, man. I, I appreciate Bye-bye. the call. Does nobody want to talk about what I'm actually talking about today, or is it like everybody calls up wants to talk about something else? Have you noticed that, James? Everybody who calls up wants to talk about something else, something else other than what I'm talking about. Am I that freaking boring today that people want to talk about other stuff that I'm not that I'm not talking about? It it could happen. I guess. I mean, it's fine. You can call and talk about whatever you want. That's fine. I'm just saying, like everybody calls up and wants to talk about something else. Your ring fell off today. My ring did fall fall off today because I'm losing weight, Mister Man, because I'm on a plant based diet, because I'm getting operated on in three and a half weeks, and I have to I have to lose a little bit more weight, just a smidge. Two one zero five nine nine fifty five fifty five two one zero five nine nine fifty five fifty five. I hope this caller has something that you are not talking about. <laughs> I don't know. Should we? Should I wait for it? All right. Yeah. Whoever it is, put them on hold. We'll talk to them when we get back. Uh, two, what do you think about? Live donors uh, for transgender people to get uh, the parts they want. 210-599-5555. It's Sean on Newstalk 550 KTSA. Hi, this is Trey Ware. Stay connected with Newstalk 550 KTSA and FM 1071 on Facebook, Twitter, and online at KTSA.com. Yeah, man. Newstalk 550 KTSA, FM 1071. We're talking about the trans story of the day. The day. It's not a... Day on the radio without a tranny story. And uh, we have a children's hospital in Pittsburgh that is now encouraging live donors for transgendered people. In other words, you give what you got to somebody else. And and there's nothing creepy or sick about that at all, huh? Let's go to David. David, how you doing? I'm doing all right. Hey, bro. When I heard you say you kind of got discouraged because that guy changed the subject. There's a lot of us out here that are listening to you, man, and you're doing the right thing by, by pushing this info out there. You know, there's not that many out there, and those that transition, most of them turn out, you know, suicidal for, for no. people, you know? 
and and we need to keep speaking up against it. And you're doing the right thing, so I just didn't want you to get discouraged. You know? Oh, thank you. I, I never hear anybody call in pro gen transgender. Yeah, any, yeah nobody rarely. Because there's nobody out there. It's just a certain <laughs> few. It's a very people right now that are making money off this. Well, a lot of people are making a lot of money off a relatively small community. And I, I, you know, how, how you want to live as a grown adult is how you want to live. That's fine. You know, unless you want to be a serial killer, I'd, I'd just follow your dream. All right. But when it comes to the kids and this obsession with the kids, they're victims. Ah, yeah, you're right. Hey, David, I appreciate the call, man. Thank you so much. Let's go to Esteban. Esteban, how you doing? All right, man. I thought medical science was supposed to help people. That's what I thought. <laughs> You're supposed to make sure the treatment is for the anorexic to realize how skinny they are because an anorexic is convinced they are fat. Right. The idea that somebody has vertigo when they start, when they see certain things, you train that person to get move their eyes so that their brain perceives reality correctly and that they're not falling when they feel that they are. Right, right. Well, I, uh, you know... The whole trans stuff is you're allowing somebody to to go with a delusion that is not matching with reality, and that is cruelty. Well, and I appreciate the call, Esteban, and it's, it, it is... And this, this idea, and this is the woke crowd, and look, a lot of young people are buying this stuff hook, line, and sinker. Uh, that when you transition, you magically, mystically actually become the opposite gender, which is, it's just, it's just not physically true. Uh, you're, you're not actually the, the opposite gender. You're, you may be living as the opposite gender. You may be surgically altered to resemble the opposite gender, but you're not the opposite gender. Your gender is stamped on every single one of your chromosomes. And in every single one of your cells, there's a genetic code for your freaking gender. And I think there's a lot of people who really wouldn't give a crap if grown-ass adults wanted to live like the opposite gender if it just hasn't become such a freaking issue and if they didn't just obsess on dragging the kids into it. I was that guy. Prior to all this stuff, I... You want to walk around and live like the opposite gender? Live however makes you happy. I'm a lot. There's a lot of libertarian in me, and I'm like, you know, if that makes you happy, go, go for it, man. But this idea that for some bizarre reason, you you first off you have to push it on kids, and secondly, that for some odd reason again, your personal validation is my freaking responsibility. No. And you're not physically the other gender. You're just not. And you're never going to be. And since they've taken it, and I don't know what's at play here. I don't know to what extent it's really about the transgendered community or this is about normalizing people believing bullcrap because the right people are telling them it, uh, telling them this stuff. I've said that before. This is, is this about normalizing nonsense? Because that is part of the Orwellian nightmare, right? If the state tells you they're holding up seven fingers, you see seven fingers. If the state tells you two plus two equals nine, it does. Right? If the state tells you, no, that's actually a woman, you're supposed to what? Actually believe that's a woman. And and if you don't agree to all this stuff, 
And if you don't think the idea of living donors uh, giving up their genitals for uh, uh, transgendered patients, many of whom may themselves be teenagers, you're transphobic. If you don't, if you don't sign on for the whole thing, the whole agenda, it's because you're transphobic. You hate trans people. It's just I'm. I think I think I speak for a lot of people when I say, "Holy crap! I'm just sick of it." Sick, you know, I'm just I'm sick of and and largely it's the kids. Largely, it's this obsession with the kids that I think is pushing a lot of people away. Who ordinarily, if they saw a dude wearing a dress and he was in his forties, wouldn't give a crap. Dude who cut my hair for ten years was a was a transgender person. I never gave a crap. He was a dressed like a woman, had a mustache, and never bothered. I gave great haircuts. I didn't give a crap. <laughs> But if that same guy said to me, oh, no, no, I am a woman, then I'd be like, no, you're not. <laughs> you're living as one. And you think college, and that makes me a hateful person. You think college debt is crippling? Medical debt. Medical debt. Oh, I know. Yeah, you and I both know. If it weren't for insurance, all of us would be in the poorhouse. Okay, medical debt is horrible. And... and I, I'm, I guess, and James, I'm, I'm sure you agree because you and I kind of had the same thing happen medically. Mm-hmm. That y- you know, taking medical stuff on that you don't need to take on is madness. People need to consider that big time because these people that are depressed about transitioning back when they were 16, yeah, they are in severe debt, most likely right now. Oh, yeah, right, yeah, probably, yeah, because a lot of this kind of stuff, especially, probably isn't covered. You know, insurance fully. ain't covering no. that stuff. No. I, I I have to fight to make sure I get my blood pressure and heart disease pills taken care of, okay? And I need to take that stuff or I'll die. So so arguing that, you know, I want a I want a living transplant of a I want a uterine transplant. It's just it it, it doesn't none of it makes any logical sense. And again, when you start talking about kids, it's child abuse. There's no other way to describe it. Uh, 210-599-5555. Let's talk very quickly to Nick. Nick, how are you? I'm a, I'm a retired RN. I used to do the travel nursing. I worked in southeast Colorado, and they've done a lot of this surgery stuff in a little town called Raton. We had the guys living in transition state in the little town I worked in, and I'm telling you, it was a surprise what you found sometimes when you go to treat them. Then I went to Florida and worked, and we had three uh, people down there that had transitioned from male to female. Of the three that I know of over five years, two of them committed suicide, mm. and one was just a total total wreck. Mm. And I mean, this, this is several years ago. I mean, I'm 80 right. years old. Right. Okay? And they, they didn't know what they were doing. I mean, they were in their 20s and 30s and, and making these mistakes. God. So it's, it's crazy. It is. It's insanity, man. I appreciate the call. Thank you, Nick. And again, what's the obsession with the kids? He's talking about how people feel when they're adults and they get far enough away from the transition. Anywhere, Anywhere anytime. anytime. And it's just wherever you need it, you can just go online and get it. Get the Sean Ryman Show wherever you get your favorite podcasts. Yeah, man. News Talk 550 KTSA FM 1071. I'm Sean. Hi. Just to take a break from the gloom and the doom here. Uh, I saw saw this on the Daily Mail, and I I I just 
I just got my haircut. It was on Friday. I went and got my beard trimmed. And I got a haircut. got it all nice and tight, you know, tightened up in the back there, tightened up in the back there so it's short. Uh, and and just kind of neatened up. I, I I don't go to the I don't go a lot. I, you know, if I go one, once or twice to the hairdresser or, or barber a, a year, I'm lucky. I don't like to mess with it. Primarily, I don't like people touching my head. It just it bothers me. It freaks me out. But it's funny because uh, I I just had this experience. You know, when I get my beard trimmed and the hair trimmed, uh, and I, I go to this really cool place. And it takes about a little over an hour to do everything they do. I get the hot towel treatment and the lotion on the neck stuff. <laughs> I, get the, I get the neck shave. But it's funny. There's an article. Hairdresser lists the things she can't stand clients doing in brutally honest TikTok rant. And here are some of her top complaints about what cu- what customers do. <clears throat> this one I could totally understand. Uh, when they show up with greasy, dirty hair. Dirty hair. Just no. We don't want to touch your dirty hair. I thought you get your hair washed before Yeah, but, but still, you know, I always wash my hair before I go in. Oh, okay. I don't want people touching my dirty hair. I feel weird about that, too. She says, uh, and wow, well, I, I was going to bring Don Morgan in on this, but he doesn't have any hair. Yeah. Um, Useless to us <laughs> in this conversation. Right. Do you ever go get your head shaved professionally? No, I'm quite capable of doing that myself. <laughs> quite capable of doing that that nine inch part yourself. Yeah. Um, I dated a hairdresser years ago. Though. Oh, did you? And you're right about the the washing your hair thing. When it's greasy, it's yeah, gross. She would just come home and be mortified. I bet. Yeah. Number two, looking us in the eyes when we're shampooing your hair in the basin. Don't do that. It's awkward for everybody. Just close your eyes. Who does that? I never do that. I closed my eyes. I don't stare up at the person who's washing my hair when I got my head in the sink. Well, you might get shampoo in your eyes, too. Well, that, you don't want your eyes to get stung, but also, that would be kind of weird, you know? Yeah. A little bum, 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 sometimes you get a view. Yeah, I know, but you, <laughs> get, but you, you know what? What does that the, even you mean? get a view. <laughs> Jimmy, no. Well, sometimes you do. <laughs> Look, I go to this place where oh, man. it's all rock and roll chicks who cut your hair. I mean, they're all right. nice, you know, looking and stuff, and that's just kind of their their business model. Mm-hmm. It's kind of like the Hooters of barbershops. <laughs> Why does this not surprise me at all? Except it's like it's all rock and roll chicks, you know? But uh, let's see. Uh, other things she hates when customers say, do what you want. Now, I will do that where I'll say, I'll ask their opinion. Like, if they want to square it off in the back or round it off in the back, I'm like, what do you think will look better? Well, round. Okay, we'll do round. Uh, they say chewing gum is gross. Uh, and uh, when you're, you're tr- constantly moving your head to see what you look like in the mirror. She says, please don't do that because there is a reason we are turning your chair. Mm-hmm. I do it. I, I, I let the chick move my head wherever she wants to move my head. I don't offer any resistance. I don't try to see myself in the mirror. I want to be surprised. When they turn my ass around, then I'll see what I look like. You like but I don't the, move my like head. The big the chick, reveal. I like the big reveal, and I don't want to mess with the chick, man. She's a working chick. I, I don't want to move my head around when she's already positioned my head to, to cut it a certain way. The other thing is, and they say, as a hairdresser, one is expected to make small talk with customers, but some of them get strangely personal and ask all kinds of questions I really don't want to answer to a, a total stranger. 
first off, you don't have to talk to me at all. I, 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 I hate small talk. I hate small talk with a passion. My barber and I have known each other since I was 14, so all we do is talk. Yeah, I can't do the talk. I'd rather talk as little as possible when I'm getting my hair cut. I, I just, you know, it's, it's okay. You don't have to talk to me. Just tell me what's going on. Because <laughs> I bet let, that would be weird. Let me know if you cut off one of my ears. Let me know if it's, you know if you do, if something screwed up. I'm not saying I'm antisocial. I will talk to them, but but you know here's the a thing. lot a lot of really decent hairdressers I think can tell if you're the small talk person or you're not. And if you're not, they won't talk to you as much. What's that, Don? You you go and it's almost like a relaxation thing for you. It's me time because right. they give me a little back rub at the end and. Yeah. So you're not there to talk or anything. You're just there for the you know the therapeutic aspect I'm, as well as the, the right. Yeah, I get I'm it. there to freaking chill, man. I, I get it. I'm there to chill and to look at stuff, and that's about it. <laughs> look at them. You're well, dirty, yeah, I do. Dirty old man. Come on, you're not a dirty old you, man. You just admitted you are. They want you to look at them. That's nah, the whole point of the place, I, man. Boom, ba, boom, ba, boom, ba, boom. Well, I mean, you, what? You go to a Hooters and don't look. Of course you look. It's a Hooters restaurant. That's the whole point. One of the points. I've been to a Hooters one time in my entire life. And you looked, didn't you? No, actually, Georgia was with me. I'm not... <laughs> you looked. <laughs> you just tried to hide it. Man, I just kept my eyes down the whole time. I just don't look at the I chick. I only look I stupid. Just, I just don't look at the chick who's cutting my hair. But I'll check everything else out. I mean, it's it's it's, it's the kind of place it is. Perv. I'm not a perv. I was, if, they were, if I looked at goats that way, I'd be a perv. I'm a red-blooded American male. Who just happens to be a perv. No, I prefer dirty old man, honestly. The dirty old man I can wrap my arms around. The terms are interchangeable. No, perv no connotes that you have some perversion going on. And, Apparently you, know, you do. You, you want to see cheese goats on trampolines. No, I... I you find it exciting when you beautiful young women cut your I, hair. I don't find it exciting. That's, that's, I don't that's, get worked up in the chair. That would be embarrassing That's some type of weird proclivity that only you have discussed here this morning. No, I'm, yeah. I'm not. No. I'm just saying that obviously the business model of this particular place I go is they have attractive women doing the haircuts. Oh, yeah, man. That's all I'm saying. Whatever, Uncle Pervy. Hey, the one that cuts my hair is is the, the you know I she's hefty. I, I like her. She she does a great job. I'm sure she's gonna love hearing that. Well, I meant that it's, in a positive way. You're gonna walk out not, of that shop looking meant, like me the next time. I around. meant that in a positive way. I'm just saying, it's obviously their business model that they have hot chicks cutting hair. Okay, that's all I'm saying. Mm-hmm. Then that's why you go. Well, that it's the only place within that I can find that trims beards. It's very hard to find people who will trim a beard. You know, Lefty's Barbershop was nice. Lefty's Barbershop. Yeah, come, come, to, my, come no. to my barbershop. They do whole beard thing, everything. But you, it's probably like 90 miles away. Where, where it's is it? right here on Broadway by Austin Highway. That's too far away from where I live. Oh, my God. It's too far away from you my go on the way home. No, I, I want to get, when I get home, I want to be home. And if I'm going to go get the, the barber, it's got to be someplace close to my domicile. Especially if they're going to give me a back rub, because I'm all freaking relaxed. Well, I bet Lefty give you a I back want rub. To, lefty? Yeah, Carl's got soft hands. He's 90. Yeah, that's right. I don't want to hear about Carl's soft hands. Very steady. What on God's green earth? All right. Two well, if zero. you want to prove to us you're not a perv, then you'll I'm go see... I'm not a perv, man. I, I you know, it'd be, be pervy if I looked at dudes. <laughs> What's the difference? I just upset the, <laughs> the entire homosexual community listening to this show. Right. 
I'm just saying that's their business model. It's mm-hmm. like Hooters, Twin Peaks, they have hot chicks. Well, hold on a second here. I thought Twin Peaks was all mountain climbing supplies. Oh, Don. Oh, man. I Georgia does not let you out enough. I need to get out she? more often. They uh, just opened one up by my Peaks. house, too. I should, need, I should get down there. Yeah, let's go today. (laughs) My wife actually likes the wings at Hooters, so we'll go to Hooters. Oh, their smoked wings are good. They are, man. Okay, Uh, 210-599-5555. I brought my son there when he turned 16. I I took my daughter to the uh, Hooters restaurant when she was about seven months old. How does that make you feel? Right. The only reason I did it because I knew it would make his mother mad. Well, there you go. (laughs) Love American style. All right. Mission accomplished. Uh, Very briefly, here's Jeff. Jeff. Hey, hey, Sean. How you doing, man? Great, man. What are Uh, you thinking? Well, I'm thinking I really couldn't get a haircut with a female with a mustache. I'm sorry. You lost it. No, that dude gave gave great haircuts. (laughs) And I went to that. That guy cut my hair for damn near 10 years. Because I don't, you know me, I'm, I'm neighborhood centric. I don't leave my neighborhood. But he can't do beards. It's odd. So he can't do, he can't trim beards. He has one, but he can't trim. So I had to find another place to go to. So he's got a beard also. I, he did the last time I saw him, I think. Golly, well, you went from a, a guy with a mustache and a beard that dresses like a woman to three women. I, yeah, I think you're a perv. A perv. A perv. I'm a perv. See how you are. Oh, I got to go. 210599. This is why I only get my hair cut once a year, okay? A perv. It's Sean the perv. We'll be right back. Call our perv line. 210-599-5555 on Newstalk 550 KTSA. The latest news, traffic, and weather are minutes away at the top of the hour. These are important moments, and this is news. On News Talk 550, KTSA, and FM 1071. And we're back. News Talk 550, KTSA, FM 1071. a weird and fun little show. Uh, Madonna's going, uh, she's doing her uh, 40th anniversary celebration tour. Everybody's doing their final tour, right? I just saw because we went to see most of us went to see Elton John on his final tour there, his final show in Texas a, a few a couple of months ago, which was great. Like everybody's doing their farewell tour now. Kenny Loggins has a farewell tour. Well, bye. Um, you know, like, yeah, Kenny Loggins, like he was just gonna sing the damn song, one song. What's one, what, the Footloose song over and over again? You got a bunch. I know, but it's Kenny Loggins. I'm not going to go to the Kenny Loggins farewell tour. But Madonna has, uh, she's announced her 40th anniversary celebration tour. Right. You going? No. But she... She'll be in in Texas for, I think, three days. Is is she? Well, she, she, she announced the celebration tour with a raunchy video. How shocking. Of her doing sexual stuff with Jack Black. Which I just don't want to see. Nobody um, wants to see that. No. Even Jack Black doesn't want to see I'm that. just, Madonna, hang it up, sweetheart. You know, it, 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 and I mean the, the sex raunchy stuff, you know. 
Well, would you rather it, see well, Kenny I, Loggins doing raunchy stuff with no, Jack Black? No, I'm just saying that Madonna would be interesting if she didn't do something raunchy. Do you know what I mean? Like, if she right. chose at this point to not be raunchy. Yeah. Like, if she came out and just sang her damn songs, that'd be great. Well, she doesn't, you know. But she's going to be out there, I don't know, twerking with mannequins and, yeah. you know, God knows what else. I mean, she's like someone's nana, and she's out there. <laughs> she's that. she's like that aunt you have that doesn't understand how right. old she is yeah. and dresses like she's well, you still know, and, and, and like you said, she doesn't have to do that. She's got a, an, a, a, an impressive lineup of songs she that she could go up there she, and sing. You know, forty years just, worth of classic just material. Dress like a normal human being and get out there and sing your songs, and that'd be a great show. Have some but backup you just know dancers. It's, gonna, it's just no. It's going to be she's going to be grinding with people on the stage, and she'll probably get naked at some point. And right. Tongue kiss Britney Spears or something. I don't know. It's all fun and games until somebody loses a hip. <laughs> <laughs> well, there you go. Yeah, that's at the last date of the tour. Madonna the 40th gets her anniversary. Hip, she gets her hip replaced the, live on stage. The Gold Bond. <laughs> it's sponsored by Gold Bond. <laughs> <laughs> well, we made that joke at the Elton John concert that they were passing around uh, Centrum Silver. <laughs> Well, you know, that was true. Madonna <laughs> announces 40th anniversary celebration tour brought to you by Gold Bond and Ben Gay. Mm-hmm. AARP. AARP. Anyway, uh, 210-599-55. We have a couple minutes here if you want to get in under the wire. I, I just, you know, every, all the people we grew up with uh, are now on their farewell tours. Mm-hmm. And I'm just saying Kenny Loggins isn't something that I would run out to see. See, I'd go see Kenny Loggins. You'd go see Kenny Loggins. Yeah. He'd see it. You'd see everybody. i got to really want to see somebody if I go to a concert. Well, Don's also thinking that he'll do Loggins and Messina songs. Yeah, there's some good stuff Oh, there. well, that makes all the difference in the world. <laughs> <laughs> Man, did I love playing Loggins and Messina on the radio. Let me tell you something else, some right. exciting stuff. Hey, is Bread going to do their farewell tour at some point? Are we going to get a Bread farewell I think, tour? I think they've all died. The, oh, no, oh, they're David, all dead? Yeah, David Gates is still kicking. Is David Gates still kicking? Yeah. He and Johnny Depp ought to hook up, but he could do like a farewell tour. <laughs> well, Brad and Depp. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> tour is called Toast. Baby, I'm a want you. <sighs> Baby, I'm a need you. <sighs> it's my, I lost a freaking finger, Amber! I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> You know, <laughs> that was my favorite line in the whole trial. Amber, I lost a freaking finger. Um, I didn't realize, because now I'm just screwing off, I didn't realize that uh, uh, he and Jeff Beck were so close. Uh, right. Johnny Depp and Jeff Beck had toured together. They put yeah. a record out together. I had, they put a record out? I had no yeah. idea. Many times they've toured together. Uh, because uh, a bunch of stories I saw earlier in the week that he was there at his bedside when he passed away. Yeah, they were good friends. And that they were uh, apparently very, very close. I did not know that. But now I do. It's my freaking... I lost a freaking finger, Amber. And uh, so, yeah, Kenny Loggins is on is doing a farewell tour. Madonna is... Uh, <laughs> I was going to say something gross, but maybe I shouldn't. Yeah. Madonna is doing her 40th anniversary tour, uh, and she announced it with a raunchy video where she's doing sexual stuff with Jack Black. That's all, all online if you want to check that out. If you're really if there's if there's a vacuum in your life that Madonna can fill, there's her raunchy ass video announcing her 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 final tour or whatever the hell it is. What do you give the video? 
What do I give it? One I give ten. it four mothballs. Okay. <laughs> That's high, high praise from the dirty old man. <laughs> right. I yeah, when it comes to somebody like that, you got to give them the math ball gauge, you know, it's, or the mothball gauge. You know, it's how many mothballs. Kenny Loggins gets one mothball right. for his announcement. However, if you're rating them on a penicillin shot score. <laughs> I bet that chick's done some serious penicillin. <laughs> serious penicillin. Lots of trips to the Walgreens. Um, thanks, uh, James and Elaine and Trey and my good brother, Don Morgan. And spread the love. Don't be a jerk. We'll see you tomorrow. Bye.